This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Yeshaya Shlomo was a Hasid of the great Rebbe, Rebbe Chiel Mechel of Zlatchov in Ukraine. And Rebbe Shaya would come to his Rebbe very often and complain about his poverty and how he didn't have enough money to make ends meet. The Rebbe said to him, have faith in Hashem and everything will be fine. But Yeshaya didn't like this answer. He felt like the Rebbe was blowing him off. And once when Yeshaya complained to the Rebbe another time about his difficult financial situation, the Rebbe said to him, I want you to go to the town of Berdichev. There's a very wealthy chassid there. Take this letter, and you can stay in his house for as long as you need. I want you to observe him and see if you can learn from him what it means to really trust in Hashem. So Yeshaya borrowed some money, left his family behind. He took the letter and went to the wealthy chassid in Berdichev. And when he arrived, the wealthy Jew was very happy to have him, especially since he was sent directly by the Rebbe. And he said, I'm more than happy for you to be here. Here's a room for you, and you're welcome to eat with us all your meals, daven in the shul. Whatever it is you need to learn here, you know, take as long as you need. My house is your house. And so Yeshaya, who had been poor his whole life, was all of a sudden living a life of luxury, eating meals like he'd never eaten in his life, sleeping in a bed. He never slept in a bed before. He always slept on a straw mattress on the floor. And all day long, Yeshaya would watch this wealthy chassid exchange huge amounts of money. There were business deals made. Merchandise was bought and sold right there in the house. People came to borrow money and people paid off debts. The whole time, Yeshaya is watching this and he's trying to understand, why would the Rebbe send me here? What am I supposed to learn from this? Here I'm supposed to learn faith in Hashem? I mean, this guy has so much money. What kind of faith in Hashem does he possibly need? But what really made an impression on Yeshaya was how his host gave tzedakah. He'd never seen anything like it before. He never turned anyone down, no matter what. And he gave them as much money as they asked for. One person would ask for 100 rubles, he would get it. Another would ask for 10,000 rubles, and he would get it. And there wasn't even any hesitation in the host. Whenever somebody came and asked for tzedakah, he would simply go into his room, where he kept all of his money, and come out a short time later with the tzedakah. After a week of this, Yeshaya felt like he's wasting his time. And so he called the wealthy chassid over to the side and he said, can I please have a personal conversation with you? And he said, yeah, of course. He said, listen, the Rebbe sent me here for a reason. He told me that I could learn from you what it is to have faith in Hashem. But what I've seen here is just all these business deals, money exchanged left and right. You obviously have a treasure house of money. And what is a poor person like me? Supposed to learn from a rich person like you, especially about having faith in Hashem. So the host, he thought this was very funny, <laughs> gave a nice laugh. He said, you've probably seen that whenever I have to pay a large amount of money, I go into a certain room in the house and I sit there for a while. Do you know what the purpose of that room is? So Yeshaya said, yeah, it's your treasure room. That's probably where you keep all your money. And so every time you go in there, you just take whatever you need. The wealthy chassid said, yeah, pretty much. In that room is where my treasure is to be found. So why don't you come with me this time and see how things work? 
So Yeshaya was very excited because he wanted to see all these stacks of money and gold and coins and jewelry and who knows what else would be in this room. And they walk in the room together, and to Yeshaya's shock and surprise, there's no money in the room. There's no window. There's just four walls. And in the middle of the room is a chair and a table. And that's it. So the rich man looks at Yeshaya and he says, you see, there's no treasure here. Now I told you this is where all of my hidden money is. So let me explain it to you. The truth is, I don't have any money saved up at all. Whenever I owe money or I give a large amount of staka, I come here and I sit on the chair. And I cry out to Hashem that Hashem has to help me. I say, Hashem, please, I need to give tzedakah. I need to pay this bill. I need to help this person. I sit here and I close my eyes and I ask Hashem for help. And the wealthy Jew says to Yeshaya, and as you've probably observed over the last week, Hashem never fails me. Not once. I always have exactly the amount of money that I need. At that moment, there's a knock on the door. One of the servants comes in and shows the wealthy Jew a bill that he had obligated himself to pay a thousand rubles. And he said that he would pay it by nightfall that day. So the wealthy Jew turned to Yeshai and he said, I don't have a thousand rubles. And you can see that I don't have a thousand rubles here. So he told Yeshaya, just stay here and watch what happens. The wealthy Jew sits on the chair and he starts saying to Hashem, Hashem, I need help. I've got to pay this thousand rubles. You know, I give a lot of people money. A lot of money comes in and out here. Please, Hashem, you need to help me. And he spends about 15 minutes sitting there, davening. Then he opens his eyes and he says to Yeshaya, come, let's go outside and see what happens. And as soon as he leaves the room, there's a Jewish military officer standing there. He had come to speak with the wealthy Jew in private. The whole time Yeshaya is watching the conversation. And he told the wealthy Jew that he brought his life savings of 10,000 rubles because he's going off to war. And who knows what's going to happen? And he needs the money to be safe because back then there were no banks. There was no place for him to put his money. He said, I'm going to give you 10% for taking the responsibility of saving my money for me. And since I don't know how long I'll be gone, I want you to please invest the money as you see fit. And when I come back, Bezat Hashem, in good health, I'll be able to collect the money from you. So the wealthy Jew turns to Yeshaya and he says, you see, this is how it works. Hashem can save you in a second. He said, now you've seen it with your own eyes. Go home. Trust in Hashem, and don't worry about anything. And Yeshaya turns to the wealthy Jew, and he said, But I don't have any money. How am I supposed to get home? Ah, the wealthy Jew says, I see you still haven't learned anything. So he gave him 200 rubles, which was well more than enough money to get him back home. And Yeshaya sets out on his way. And even though he'd only been there for a week, he realized that he had actually learned a lot about having faith in Hashem. And he was thinking about all the business deals that were done and all the tzedakah that was given. And then he thought, Oy vey. Look at the life I'm heading back to with all of my financial problems. What am I going to do? And he said, wait, I'm not supposed to worry. He said, yeah, I'm just going to trust in Hashem. I have what I have. I have 200 rubles. That's a lot of money. And I'm going to be okay. And he decided whatever Hashem sends him, he's going to accept it with joy. And then he felt like a heavy burden had been lifted from him. And he felt really joy in his heart. And he's walking around with this thought, working his way to the train station. And then he looks up and he sees two women being pulled in chains by armed guards and a bunch of children running after them crying. And Yeshaya said to the guards, what's going on here? What did these women do? And these were clearly Jewish women as well. Their heads were covered and they were dressed modestly and they were speaking in Yiddish. And the guards said that their husbands had rented property from the landlord 
and they didn't pay their rent, and it's a big debt, and they're taking them off to prison. So Yeshaya said, well, how much do they owe? The guard said, 200 rubles, 100 each. Right away, Yeshaya takes the money out of his pocket. He doesn't even think about it, and he hands it to the guards. He says, let the people go. I gave you your money. The guards, they look at one another, and they say, fine, we got our money. They let the two women go, and they ran as fast as they could and turned around for a second to thank Yeshaya, and then ran away as fast as they could. And now, poor Yeshaya, he's got no money. Doesn't have a cupic to his name. Nothing. But he wasn't worried. He had learned to have faith in Hashem. And it also gave him a great deal of joy that he had done this incredible mitzvah. I mean, how many people get the opportunity to do a mitzvah like this? And he felt like it deepened his relationship with Hashem. So now Yeshaya has to figure out how to get back home. Doesn't have any money. He figures he'll head to the train station and maybe he'll figure something out. And on his way, he runs into a traveling businessman, a fellow Jew, and they start talking. And the businessman says, so where are you from, Yeshaya? And he says, I'm from Zlatchov. And the wealthy businessman, he says, you know, could you do me a favor? I just received a major inheritance and I need to split it with a relative of mine who lives in your town in Zlatchov. If you wouldn't mind delivering half of the inheritance to him, it would save me all this time and trouble. I'll pay for your train ticket to go back. So Yeshaya said, yeah, sure, absolutely. And the wealthy Jew gives him this huge wad of money and he gives him the money for the train. And he gives him a name and address, and he says, I trust that you'll make it to the right person. And so, Yeshaya gets on the train. And he gets back to Zlatchav. And immediately he starts asking everyone, where is the person who the inheritance belongs to? But no one had ever heard the name. He went to the address and nobody lived there. He couldn't understand what was going on. So he went to his Rebbe, Rebbe Chil Mechel. He said to the Rebbe, I don't understand what's going on. He told the Rebbe what he had seen at the wealthy man's house and how he had merited to save these two women and their families. And then the stranger that met him near the train and gave him all this money. And what is he supposed to do now? The Rebbe said to him, relax, my friend. Everything that happened to you happened exactly the way that it was supposed to. You think that you ran into a wealthy businessman, but I know that you actually ran into Eliyahu Navi, who was sent from heaven to give you this small fortune. The money is yours, and you earned it by saving those two women and their families. And by having true faith in Hashem, the money is yours. I promise you it's yours. The Rebbe said to Yeshaya, now you're a wealthy man, and now you can make business deals, just like the wealthy Hasid who you spent a week with. And you can give tzedakah, and you can help your fellow Jews. So I want you to start off in business, and you should have a lot of success. And when you build a new home for yourself, you make sure to build a special room, a treasure house, just like the wealthy Hasid I sent you to. You put a chair and a table in that room. And any time you need help from Hashem, and trust me, my friend, you're going to need it all the time, you go and sit on that chair and you ask Hashem to help you, just like the wealthy Jew I had sent you to.